Hello and welcome to Community Concepts on localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm Azure from the Local Job Network. I'm here with Linda Horn from the Center of Veterans Issues and Mike Beal from National Association for Black Veterans. Today we'll be discussing veterans returning to the civilian workforce. Welcome, Linda and Mike. First of all, I wanted to start off. Um, why don't you guys tell me a little bit about your organization and what you do here in Milwaukee? Okay, well, the Center for Veterans Issues is a nonprofit agency that has been working with veterans since the 80s. Um, we do provide a wide variety of services. That includes um, transitional housing. Uh, we also have permanent supportive housing. Our latest project um, is Veterans Manor, which is located on the corner of 35th and Wisconsin Avenue. A lot of people have asked about it because it's a brand new building. And we offer about 51 apartments there for veterans. Included in our services would be, of course, getting veterans back into employment. So um, that's one of our main focuses at, uh, through the Center for Veterans Issues in the employment training program area. Okay, and the National Association for Black Veterans is the parent organization for the Center for Veterans Issues. It is a veteran service organization, not like the VFW and Marine Corps League and some other uh, veteran service organizations. They provide services to veterans in a way of claims, uh, helping veterans receive benefits, and so on and so forth. Excellent. How long have you guys have been with the organization? Well, I've been there for about 15 years. So. Okay. <laughs> Long time. Long time. And mm-hmm. I've been there 13 myself. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys were both in the military? Just myself. Okay. Yeah, and, just me. And what was your role in the military? Uh, United States Marine, gunnery sergeant, uh, retired. All right. Yeah. Well, excellent. Going with the the employment issue, we have a lot of veterans that will be coming home soon and kind of wanted to touch base on some tips to help make the transition a little bit easier for them. First of all, um, in your opinion, what do you think the hardest thing a veteran faces when returning to civilian workforce? Well, to be honest with you, a lot of things have, have changed from the time that a veteran leaves up until the time he or she returns. I think the hardest thing is for a veteran to make that adjustment that while they were serving their country, life went on. Uh, The families had to pretty much, uh, you know, fend for themselves without that individual being there. And there's been a lot of changes. Um, Have been deployed myself. The biggest change that I would have to get used to when I came home is that my wife was running things, all right? And, you know, I must say she did a far better job than I, okay? (laughs) But it's difficult to make that adjustment. A lot of uh, service agencies and so on and so forth would talk about post-traumatic stress, and those elements are real. But it's just some of the simple things, uh, daddy's home again, you know. Well, how how does daddy or how does mama fit in? You know, how do I get back into my routine? Um, Getting used to the changes, pretty much. Do you see any mistakes uh, that veterans returning home make that, uh, from your experience? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The biggest one is thinking that time stood still. To come home and have to adjust to the change, oh, it's extremely difficult. Yeah, you remember things, you remember life one way, and then when you return, it's a whole different world. Even if you've been gone six months, in some of these uh, soldiers' cases, they've been gone a year, two years, three years, and we're talking about major changes. So just getting used to the changes. Yeah. And I imagine for most veterans that they feel that what they did in the military will never translate into civilian life here. Um, what tips do you have for a veteran that is coming home looking for a job? Well, first thing I would say is that always take the job that you did in the military. Now, 
it's easy to go ahead and say, well, for instance, I was a truck driver. Okay. Well, comparing yourself to a civilian truck driver, there's, there's a big difference. A civilian truck driver, in a lot of cases, was responsible for driving the truck and unloading the truck, whereas his military counterpart is, is responsible for the maintenance of the truck. He's responsible to keep all the records to ensure that the truck is up and running like it should. The driving of the truck, uh, training other individuals who's going to be working with him on that truck, the loading, the unloading, and so on and so forth. To even knowing uh, when the truck is due for any type of uh, uh, preventative maintenance, he's responsible for all that. It's safe to say in a lot of cases, one truck driver may have that same truck for years. So uh, anything goes wrong with that truck, that individual is the expert, you know, and that, that's just one example. Um, I think that veterans coming home should understand that they possess a lot of skills, and it's not just one. One skill can go into about five or six different areas. It's really branch out from take that one skill and try to make it and, you know, expand mm -hmm. on it. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. They, and they may also want to um, speak to someone who works with veterans and, and helps them make that transition into Absolutely. civilian employment. So I think they don't have to do it on their own. You know, I think that they can get a lot of guidance from someone who has made that transition themselves or someone who specializes in working with veterans. So they can point out some things on their resume, not to use some of the military terms, for example, but to use the civilian terms that, a, that right. an employer will say, oh, I understand what that is. But the other key thing is sometimes we have veterans who forget to even mention on their resume that they are a veteran. So, I mean, I know that sounds a little strange, but that can happen. So that's another area that we always encourage veterans, no matter when they served, that they should put down their military service on their resume and any training that they received, um, specialized training that Mike was talking about, um, you know, make sure that they list that on their resume. And I know that, um, you know, coming from, like, exactly what mm -hmm. you're saying, there's so many different organizations out there. Um, there's ONET, there's the LVRs, mm -hmm. and um, the DVOPs mm -hmm. and all those. And definitely veterans should take advantage of the right. fact that those are there yes. for their use. Yes. Um, another thing, you know, for jumping into the job search Social media. I mean, do you guys mm -hmm. recommend doing social media for the veterans and kind of getting on there, looking around, asking around mm -hmm. for job leads with friends and family, um, you know, joining a community organization, I think are all great things for veterans right. to get involved yes. with. Definitely. Definitely. I think we find that in today's world, most jobs are certainly going to be advertised somewhere through the Internet. And, and whether it's going to be just going to the employer's website and looking at their uh, jobs that are available or whether it's, you know, hanging out on Facebook. Mm -hmm. There's certainly going to be uh, – you, you have to be computer literate. And, of course, most veterans today are because of when they mm – -hmm. because of their time in the service. Most veterans in the service are using computers. Mm -hmm. right. So they are computer literate, and we definitely recommend that the social media and, of course, networking, whether it's talking to someone in person or whether it's through something like Facebook um, or Twitter or wherever, that they are um, definitely going to be find more success that way. Any other tips that you have for a veteran? You know, like, obviously, always dress professional. Mm -hmm. uh, do some research mm -hmm. on the company. Mm -hmm. um, send in uh, a thank you letter or email mm -hmm. of some sort. Do you guys sure. have any tips, uh, mm -hmm. just general? Well, I was going to um, – maybe I, I would say that one of the things I think they should – 
maybe emphasize is some of the skills that they um, have because they have been in the service. For instance, you know, veterans have some very good leadership skills. Mm -hmm. Um, They have, um, they're a team player. When you put your life into somebody else's hands, uh, you really learn how to work together very well. I think the fact that they have um, an ability to work long hours and in some very difficult, adverse um, Environment. l- environments, yeah. um, I think that's a credit to them. I think that an employer would find somebody like that very flexible and, and able to fit in very well with it at the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the areas that veterans sometimes forget to emphasize. Right. I definitely agree. Um, as Linda stated, a lot of the employers are looking for more or less the intangibles. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you talk about leadership and so on and so forth and, and the, uh, flexibility being a very important mm-hmm. uh, intangible quality, teamwork, another one. You know, I mean, you, you can teach someone to be a forklift driver or you can teach someone to be a receptionist, but you can't teach someone to be personable. Okay. Those are skills that they have to bring to the table ahead of times. Veterans, when they're in the military, one of the things, and I agree with Linda, that they do key on is teamwork, courage. Okay. Um, we talked about leadership, uh, the ability to lead. Veterans understand in order to be a good leader, first, you must be a follower. You must be a good follower in order to be a good leader. You know, mission accomplishment. Okay. Well, we talk about a mission. A mission can be just simply getting this order out on in a timely fashion. Veterans also understand that you do a job that you're proud enough to sign your name to. That means that you do the job one time. I'm sorry, that's the Marine coming out of here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's why you were on time today. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's, it's a job that you do. You do one time and you do it correctly. Veterans are individuals, they, they ask questions if they don't understand something. You know, I, I think for an employer, a veteran would be considered a two-headed coin because a veteran is a win-win. You know, the uh, skills that he or she possesses, the intangible qualities that they possess, uh, there's only a win situation for an employer. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Going back to what Mm -hmm. you were saying about um, military terms, Mm -hmm. uh, and I have some tips here from some HR professionals. Mm -hmm. Um, Resumes dense in military jargon can be off-putting and confusing for civilians. Um, there are great resources, like I said, like the Levers and the DevOps right. um, that can help make the translation. So right. translating your resume is mm-hmm. huge mm-hmm. Um, to make sure. Uh, and, you know, a lot of HR professionals might not know the, hier- the hierarchy of yes. the military. So right. think of it that way when you're going right. in for an interview. You have Absolutely. to over-explain right. things. And right. if, mm-hmm. you'll pick up on it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, you, if the, if the yeah. um, HR professional is... Yeah understanding what you're saying, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. obviously you can kind of go with that. But definitely mm-hmm. go into the interview mm-hmm. assuming that they know nothing about that they know nothing. Right. Which, which is That's a good right. tip for definitely. anybody going through an right. interview. So, <laughs> so that, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. All right. Um, and then another term is, or another tip that I had was you don't get a job for being a veteran. You need to prove your how your past experience prepares you for the job that you're applying or interviewing for. It's your responsibility to make the connection as clear as possible for the person and show how you can help them work, get the work done and make them money. That's right. Um, That's and that right. kind of goes back to what yeah. you were saying, Absolutely. Mike. Yeah. Absolutely. It's about selling yourself during the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been my experience that veterans seem to go into an interview a little bit more confident than, say, their non-veteran counterparts, their civilian counterparts, because they have something to put on the table. Okay, I have four years of active service doing X, Y, Z. 
All right, doing this, doing that. And four years, they got the DD-214 that proves that they've done the job that they said they're able to do. Now, the plus part is that, again, like we said earlier, that one job translates into four or five different other areas that all pertain to that same job. So, again, it's a win-win situation for an employer. Yeah, and the veterans need to take advantage of that and look at it as that. Absolutely. They have a lot they're bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, coming from the employer, Mm -hmm. um, if you guys were to give an employer any advice about interviewing a veteran applicant or recruiting, do you have any advice on that? Well, I'd say that a couple things. First of all, there's uh, on the Department of Labor website, so that's uh, www.dol.gov, there's some wonderful um, tips for employers, and including there's what's called an employer toolkit. And it it addresses exactly how to recruit veterans Mm -hmm. if they're interested in saying, I really do want to hire veterans. Um, and also on how to interview veterans. And one of the things that they talk about is if the veteran is using some military terms, just to kind of guide them a little bit and say, can you maybe translate that for us into civilian terms? And that should be enough to get that veteran to say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) You know, know, I'm back now. (laughs) It's human nature to do this. Exactly. So so being a little patient, Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, asking for a little extra explanation. Um, For instance, when Mike used the example of the truck driver, um, it was more than just, you know, managing that truck. It was taking care of all parts of the truck. And not every truck driver in today's marketplace does all different components of that job. Mm -hmm. So so the fact that um, they can ask the veteran, you know, what other aspects or what other parts of that job did you do? And that would, again, it's just a a little way to help them, you know, jog their memory or their ability to say, oh, yes, I I did perform these other tasks. Mm -hmm. Uh, The advice I would give is this. um, If you choose to hire that vet, understand that that vet is going to hit the ground running. (laughs) That is true. Mm -hmm. They're going to, as soon as they start, they're going to be ready to rock and roll, ready to go right then and right there. They understand. They they understand what their objective is. My objective is to get this line running or to get these these packages on this truck, and they're gonna hit it. They're, and see, for a lot of employers, they go, "Whoa, slow down here! Come on, <laughs> let's show how to do it." Mm-hmm. But that's just that's how they've been operating the last four, six, eight, ten years, however long they were in the military. They understand their objective. They understand what it takes to accomplish that objective, and they go after that objective. Regardless of what branch of service, that's that's one of those intangible traits that is, that's a, shall we say, entrenched <laughs> in our veterans. Being a part of local organizations, mm-hmm. and you know, some of these mm-hmm. organizations are nationwide. They're mm-hmm. not just right. in Milwaukee. You can right. find these organizations right. in D.C. or Minneapolis, right. Texas, right. New York. Right. Um, list goes on, of course. Yes. Oh, of course. And you know, a lot of companies out there are looking to partner up mm-hmm. with local mm-hmm. local organizations like yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think the first step? to do, um, or the first step would be for them to do, to get in touch with an organization or, um, you know, kind of get on a a personal level? Well, I think that um, 
again, if they go to uh, pretty much across the United States, we have the local one-stop career centers. And the DVOPs and the Leavers that you mentioned, those are veterans' representatives located right at each of the uh, one-stop centers. So certainly contacting your local one-stop center, and that's usually through the Department of Workforce Development. Again, you can go online and, and, and locate those and start talking to either a DVOP or a Leaver, and they will be able to, uh, if you have a job, they'll be able to post it for you, um, and they would also, of course, get you in touch with different organizations that deal exclusively with veterans. For example, the Center for Veterans Issues, naturally, that's what we deal with, are working exclusively with veterans. And because organizations that, uh, any of the the national organizations like NAVVETS, um, you know, they have veterans that they know exactly what veterans, who's looking for a job, um, what kind of skills they have. They might have resumes on file. Um, so some of the national service organizations do that service for veterans. Um, others, like, well, they may just be able to refer someone to um, another agency that, like ours that would deal with veterans. So that would be your first step is to start with probably the one-stop centers. And then also, like I said, the Department of Labor um, has a Veterans Employment and Training Program, VETS. And that website has tons of information to start getting employers to be able to locate veterans. There are a number of other agencies, some for-profit, some non-profit, that are also located on the Internet um, that, you know, someone, if you Google, I want to hire a vet, right. <laughs> right. you're going to come up with a whole list. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do need to make sure you understand exactly whether or not that veteran has to pay for that service. Or if the employer has to pay for the service, um, I think I like to have employers not have to pay and vets not not <laughs> to pay. So, so I, that's why I'm recommending that maybe if they started with their Department of Workforce Development in the state that they live in, that would be their best step. Absolutely, kind of get the ball rolling. Get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I know that we have our JobCast program that we yes. do at right. uh, local Job Network. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, you know what it is to explain to the people out there that don't know is we work with local organizations all throughout the nation and send a, a filtered list um, to your choice of jobs in your area. You so if you have veterans that, or and any really organization, um, you know, if you have a women's organization and they're looking for engineering jobs or marketing jobs, we will send you just those jobs with the experience level. I mean, we can filter it location, job type. So Mm -hmm. um, there's, and the organizations um, like yourself, there's tons of them out there. It's great resources for veterans. And and we've been using your uh, job cast for uh, for a number of years now and have found it to be very successful. So, and I just want to put a note in here that, um, of course, there are a lot of women veterans Mm -hmm. and um, both the Center for Veterans Issues um, works exclusively also with women veterans, um, but so do most of the other agencies right. now and That's other right. service organizations work with women veterans because they can have some special needs when they come back out of the service, when they transition out. So, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there's um, there's so many different, you know, working in, mm-hmm. in what I do and as a community partners manager, mm-hmm. I found mm-hmm. that there's so many organizations that are veterans, women's veterans, yes. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just completely different groups right. um, yeah. getting right. involved and pick, take your pick. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're out right. there right. Um, getting involved. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. Is, is a right step 
mm-hmm. um, yep. taking a, a good step in the direction yep. of finding a job and that's right. helping yes. the community. Right. Right. That's right. Right. Absolutely. Um, in general, do you think that there's anything that veterans look for when they're reading a job description, when they're looking for a job? Um, something, you know, that stands out to them a little mm-hmm. bit more. I know it's kind of a general question, but mm-hmm. is there anything mm-hmm. that you think a employer could put on an application or on a job description that I think a lot of vets look for a perfect fit, you know, because again, you know, you gotta look at an individual's been in the service the last four, six, eight years, and they've gotten comfortable doing uh, whatever their military occupational specialty was, and they've gotten quite good at it over that, that period of time. So when a vet comes out, the very first thing that he or she looks for is they look for that same fit that they had when they were in the military because that's a comfort zone for them. And it's a good thing, okay, because, again, that's a win for an employer. you got an individual that has four years of experience, all the schools and the training that comes with that. Um, so that's what I, I think veterans are going to look for when they look for look at job notices. They're going to look for that, that fit. They're going to look for what, what fits them. You know, what are they comfortable with? I think another thing an employer may want to consider is, as we know, anybody who's a job seeker, one of the things you do is, if you are looking at jobs, you might research that company. Right. And so on their website, I would suggest that a, that employer, if they're interested in hiring veterans, they may want to list that on their website. So that when that veteran goes to do their research and they see that this is an, a, a veteran-friendly employer, um, that may kind of make a difference to that veteran. So uh, I would suggest that they kind of do a, a listing on their website. That's mm-hmm. Excellent advice. Mm-hmm. To kind of wrap mm-hmm. it up, um, I think that there's a lot of lot of jobs out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, veterans, like you said, are bringing mm-hmm. a lot of skills to the table. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. And it, it's definitely an, an exciting, you know, yep. adventure for them to kind of tap mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. looking for a new job. Mm-hmm. And um, there's there's definite hope out mm-hmm. there. So. That's right. And oh. a lot of help. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I would say to veterans, uh, be patient. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, there are a lot of jobs out there. But employers are really kind of careful about mm-hmm. their, screen, their screening and screening individuals for jobs. So whereas, say, three or four years ago, you could perhaps apply for a job, maybe even get hired the same day. A lot of that doesn't happen as much today. Okay, It takes a little bit longer. And I would say to my fellow veterans, just be patient. Be patient. Put in the work, and it'll, it'll come to you. And maybe I would add, even as a non-veteran, I would say that um, veterans need to uh, also check into some of their local service organizations. Definitely. I think there's a camaraderie. That's the one thing I've noticed working for, with veterans for 15 years now, that there's a major, there's a camaraderie that goes on between veterans, no matter which branch of the service they were in. So as they're making that transition, sometimes they just want to be able to talk to another vet. And that also accomplishes the networking portion of doing a job search. So being able to seek out a a service organization, um, maybe getting in touch with the local VA if they have any other kind of medical issues that they want to look into. Um, Those are are the areas, going to the job center, uh, the career, the one-stop centers and talking with one of the vet reps. Those are the 
places that they should really focus on because they're also going to be talking to a veteran. Absolutely. All of the DVOP leavers are veterans. Mm -hmm. All of the people who are, well, majority of people through the service organizations are veterans. Um, About, I believe it's probably about 60 to 70 percent of the staff over at the Center for Mm -hmm. Veterans Issues are veterans. So, Mm -hmm. So you're able to speak directly to someone who's experienced what you've experienced, what you are experiencing, and they give you some tips and they give you some support. So that's another uh, thing that veterans should do. They shouldn't isolate. No. I would also say, add to that, that any schooling, any certificates, any uh, training, Get copies of those certificates. Bring those certificates out and present those certificates to employers. Because a lot of times we do the courses and uh, the service and we think, well, we're just doing this for promotion or what have you. But it has merit on the outside. Mm-hmm. Okay, A lot of the leadership courses have merit on the outside. Mm-hmm. So definitely bring those certificates and everything and introduce those certificates to an employer during an interview. All right. Well, Linda and Mike, thank you so much for coming down today. We're out of time, but again, thank you for joining us on localjobnetwork.com radio. A huge thank you out there to all of our troops and all of our veterans. Please join us next time on Community Concepts on the Local Job Network.